Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChambaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, hello, baby birds. This is your host, Joe Show. You are listening to Brain Droppings, Season 1, Episode 10, a very special episode for me. I actually have my brother as the co-host tonight, and the title of Episode 10 is A Window In Funny Stories with Mike C. Um, Mike and I did the very first Brain Droppings, Episode 1, Season 1, together, although the audio was absolutely horrendous. So I ended up having to delete it. We've talked back and forth about trying to, to, to connect and do this again. I called them on a spur of the moment about 35, 40 minutes ago and said, hey, you want to do the podcast tonight? And he was like, yeah, let's do it. So tonight, uh, Mike and I are going to be taking you through a variety of stories, um, some chronologically. And to know Mike and I is to know we go off on tangents and we can break the timeline Uh, like no one's business. So I want to thank you for tuning in again, episode 10, season one, Brain Droppings, uh, a window in with Mike C, uh, all the way from the great state of Minnesota. He's joining us tonight. Um, He was gracious enough to lend me his time and his razor sharp wit and memory recall to bring you all of the good stories that we have uh, coming up for you tonight. So without any further ado, I want to make sure that I introduce Mike Show. Hang on. Hey, what's happening, Mike? Hi, I'm very, very nervous right now. Check, check, check two. Check, check. (laughs) All right, so... Not too much. Um, I think to to properly start this out, Mike, I think we got to tell people a little <laughs> bit about like our our upbringing. So I'll give them an encapsulated Brain view, and then I'll let you kick in uh, with a couple of stories. So in the early years, Mike and I grew up between Massachusetts and New Hampshire uh, when we were kids. We were the product of an ugly divorce, and we bounced between our mom and our dad's house. Now, before you get all sympathetic about that, I tell you that it helped shape us into the people that we are today. So I have no regrets. Check. I don't think Mike has check. any. Check. <laughs> Mike, enough with the check, check bullshit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it shaped us into the people that we are right now. Mike has a severe case of ADD, ADHD, and I do a podcast. Um, but when we were kids, we were straight up gangster thugs in the whitest of white ways. So... Mike, I'll tell my first story, then I'll have you tell one. Uh, my first story 
goes back to the days in New Hampshire. We lived in a small uh, suburb of Manchester, New Hampshire. It was a farm town called Gosstown. And my very first job when I was 14, I got hired at Dunks, which happened to be down the street from where we lived. And I'll never forget this. I had been there maybe about a month or so. And it was a Sunday morning. And I don't want to date exactly how old I am, but let's just say that bagels were a new thing on the menu at Dunks when I worked there. And um, it was a Sunday after church. The place would get super busy. And we had Philadelphia cream cheese, and it came in these tiny little tinfoil packets. And so a guy ordered a bagel and cream cheese, but he wanted the cream cheese softened. So in my brilliance at age 14, I decided to take a handful of packets and throw them into the microwave. Sure, you know, if you've sure. ever worked in fast, <laughs> if you've ever worked in fast food, you know that that's not your standard 700, 900, or 1100 watt microwaves. These things are industrial, commercial grade microwaves. So I throw it in there, hit the button, I walk away, and I turn back towards the counter, and I see this face of horror of everybody waiting for donuts and coffee. And with that, I turn back around smokes coming out of the microwave. The door busts open, swings all the way to the edge of its hinges, hits the coffee bean grinder, five pounds of coffee beans fly on the floor. All the coffee pots break. We have now no coffee. We're down a microwave and the manager lost his absolute fucking mind. He looks at me, he goes, you, I don't even know your name. Get the fuck out of here right now. So, because well, I'm an asshole. Do you, do you want to get away? I looked at him and I said, <laughs> do I still get to take my dozen donuts? Because back in the day, you could get a dozen donuts for a shift for free. And he's yeah. like, get out of here. So, that's, that's one story. That's, you know, that's not even one of the good ones. That's just one I wanted to start out with. Um, Mike, I'm going to feed you like a little baby bird. So open that big baby. Oh, why don't you start by tonight, baby. Call me Z. Why, why don't Elliot. you tell people about <laughs> setting the woods on fire and set the scene. Oh, setting the woods on fire. So, um, well, being the youngest in this bad divorce, being a product, you know, being the youngest product, Joe almost burnt the house down. So that gave me like free range. Check. To just go Microphone crazy check. and explore. Check, check, check. <laughs> check. It's Mr. Thing, isn't it? It's the sphincter of a thing. And it's white. And uh, so, uh, what? yeah, check, check. <laughs> you the woods, so you, yeah, you were um, I burnt down the woods. Yeah, so I just felt like so my my experimentation with fire, I was I was more liberal with it, and uh, so I, was, I just <laughs> anything I could do. I don't know. I I I I wanted to see how flammable toilet paper was. Well, apparently it's very flammable, especially and when I you're dropped it. Of pine needles and dried leaves. <laughs> oh yeah, so I burnt the rim of the toilet. That's what got me caught. That's why I had to go to the fire station for that. So I'm working at the, you know, I'm working at the firefighters. Most kids would be scared out of their mind. They're like, dude, my brother almost burned down the motherfucking house. All right, so <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> I'm like, I scarred a pine tree. Fuck you, you know. Um, but. <laughs> So you alluded know. to you alluded to it. I'll take it from there. Um, yeah. You know what I need? What? I need fake applause. 
<laughs> Do you? You want the crowd? I don't going? know if I'm. I don't know how I'm doing if I don't hear fake applause. Fake applause. I was that. Was that good? Ow! So, so I'll take it from here, and I'll talk about almost burning Ow. the house down. So it that's wasn't our house; it. it was our grandparents' house. Burn my and house down. I had to have been twelve maybe 11 or 12. And it was the weirdest thing. And there's a, there's a couple of reasons now that I'm an adult, Mike, and I look back at it, I wonder how much influence that house had. And we'll get into that in a minute, but I wonder how much yeah, influence that I, had over the decisions I made. I wonder in it. how much of an adult I've really become. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's questionable for me on days that end and why, but I remember being at that house and it was the first time I'd ever seen wood stick matches. Like I'd seen match books up till then and lighters. And oh, I knew what yeah, they those were. Those are very attractive, dude. Very attractive. For the high <laughs> for young child amazed by fire. Yeah. Oh, they so are. I, They're very beautiful matches. They're not really learned, match. Listen, I learned that after I lit them, if I <laughs> so threw like them dead. like a dart, they would go out on oh. the way to the on the way to my dad's clothes hamper. What I didn't realize was that they're still hot as shit when they go in there with embers. So I did this for like 15 or 20 matches. I'd light it. I'd back up and take it like a, like a basketball shot and try to get it into the hamper. And they would go out on the way there. So I thought. So then I leave the room. And then the hallway starts filling with smoke. And the smoke detectors oh, go off. Dear. Our grandparent and my dad open up the door. And there's the hamper oh. on fire throw it out the window. I had to go to the fire department. It was, it was not good. We were, we were a bit of, we were assholes when we were younger. I mean, you look back now I and you're was like, not, dude. I, was not. I was a quiet kid. Dude. What? I was a quiet kid. No, I wasn't an ass. I quietly burnt down a forest. <laughs> I burnt down a forest, dude. The fire. Somebody <laughs> was walking a <her> dog. <laughs> So I kind of, again, I shut the fuck up before you beat up my mom's glove again. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, I kind of alluded to it, but that house, our grandparents' house, so this is our dad's mother and father's oh, house, our yeah. grandparents'. Oh, yeah. That house had some bad juju attached to it. Um, well, yes, it did. Okay, if it didn't have juju, were you completely okay with going up to the third floor attic bedrooms and just hanging out? Oh, no, not at all. I wasn't even cool with going in the blue bedroom that we stayed in. Oh, that bedroom was straight up, and so was the room above it. So for anybody else that, you know, we have to paint a picture, Mike, when we do these. So I'll paint the picture real quick. So our grandparents' house was this gothic-looking um house in Quincy, Massachusetts on a big yeah, piece of land. Yeah, but it didn't have like a bad juju history, man. Yeah, listen. So it was old. So we're talking granite foundation. It was three stories tall. It had the gabled roof. It it was on a big piece of land in a city where you don't have a lot. Both of our grandparents had really nice pieces of land for a city that doesn't really have a lot of available land. And this particular house was at the top of a hill. And something about it. I mean, it's the same house that our dad and our aunt and our uncle grew up in, but nevertheless, by the time Mike and I got around, 
the third story attic was semi-finished. It was half finished into a bedroom. And then beyond that was the storage. And I straight no, up. No, that believe... was that. No, 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 no. You just confused the house with homie. Did I? Yeah. Cause both, both grandparents had a lot of land in a city that doesn't have a lot of available land. You're absolutely right on that. Yeah. Uh, Grandpa Paul's that attic was completely done, that, but it had those like little Amityville no, horror windows. You know, they're kind of like the weird half moon things. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, so the third floor there was it was all finished. You didn't have any like unfinished spot, but it was definitely fucking terribly haunted up there. It was and, straight uh, up haunted. Like, I have like I don't think there was any bad juju at Grandpa Joy's. No, there was no bad juju there. And if there was any juju no, period. But that's the one that when you went to. The, happy to have people in the house. That house didn't have any bad juju attached to it. But Grandpa Paul, our dad's dad's house. Yeah. That yeah. I have three distinct memories at that house of borderline. And, and I'm not. And I did a podcast, Mike, on conspiracy theories. And one of them was the paranoia. I, I'm one of those show me and I believe type people. So one of the times. To, to explain how you got up to the attic, people, you went down a small oh, hallway. Dude, I got one thing to say before you continue. And it goes right along with what you're talking about. What's that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You got to let me interrupt this one. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm a firm believer. It's a very simple policy. And I think it's very true when it comes to the paranormal and the shit that we're talking about right now. Yeah. You go looking for it, you won't fucking find it. Yeah. No, I, I agree. You go searching for bad juju. Even if there is no bad juju there, you go searching for it. You're going to find it. That's what I believe. I'm sorry. I wasn't looking for bad juju at Grandpa Paul's house, but I can tell you, when you go down that little hallway, people, there was my grandparents' master bedroom was on your left. The bathroom was at the straightaway end of the hall. And just before the bathroom on your right were these painted wood steps that immediate, only went up like two steps to a small like pizza slice landing and then went back up to the yeah. attic. Yeah. Multiple times where I would hear that door rattle or I would hear footsteps up there. Now that that straight up happened because I would always get up like late at night and go to the bathroom and that creeped me out. Second time was in the blue bedroom you... that you're talking about. Oh, that? okay. Yeah. Well, no, no, I keep telling you a story. Well, the blue bedroom that we – so when we would stay at our grandparents' house, um, they had – all the time. Yeah, they had a spare bedroom, and Mike and I, they had two twin-sized beds. It was – I don't know. It was – it, it was just had a – room that you uh, – I think that was a room that you – there was a burn mark on the carpet. Yeah, but I didn't burn that carpet. Yeah, you did. That was a hamper. No, that was the one across the hall. That was what was dad's room. The one that we stayed in was like, if you came up the stairs, it was immediately on your right, the blue room. Dad's was on oh, your left. Oh, yeah. And then they the, used to stay the, there, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But so we were, I was in this room, and I remember it clear as day. We were both asleep, and I woke up. Do you remember this? I woke up screaming, and both no. grandpa and grandma keep running in. They're like, what's going on? What's going on? I said, I just saw something. It was. I don't know what it was to this day. It's one of those memories that it must be real because I have stuck it so deep in the recesses of my brain that, and I'm really good at memory recall. I can't tell you 
what made me start screaming and sit up in bed, but I did. And I don't know. Oh, I just got the chills thinking about it. I can't tell you what it was. I have no clue, but I know something made me sit up, scream. It was weird. That is messed up. And for you guys listening out there, I'm okay. So this actually happened. And you know, when someone tells you a story, just like kind of the one that you just told, it's like, you don't care if people believe it or not. You knew, you know, it was real and what you saw was real. And you, you know, you're conveying those emotions. I, so this kid that I, he was a conductor and I was the, you know, I'm the engineer in the freight train, whatever. And he's telling me this story about him and his buddy. It was 2 a.m. and they were driving through the back roads completely like straight. It was like late at night. So they were tired, but they weren't like high or drinking or anything like that, you know. And uh, they're driving, and the, he's telling me, he's telling me, I guess what I'm getting at, people, and think I'm crazy. It, it's not my story. <laughs> okay, like this kid told me, but <laughs> the third he, saw this, he saw this UFO, and it followed like his car, like, and they sped up, and then they would slow down, and they were absolutely 100% petrified because they thought they were going to die. Like, you know, really? I mean, well, what would you think, Joe? Like, you know what I mean? Like, 1 o'clock in the morning, one, we're, we're, we're driving down to New York so we can get good seats, you know, at the stadium before we're going to go down there for a football game or something. And this thing just comes down and, like, screws with you on the road. And there's no one around to help you. So it doesn't matter if you go, like, 120 or if you go 20 miles an hour. This thing is just, like, right above your windshield. That would freak the heck out of me. You know what I mean? It's like they didn't know what to do. They were completely and utterly panicked. I've actually thought about this. And I don't think that what I believe that I would do is what I would really do. I think in reality. Right. That's what I'm saying. Until I heard this story. But I, I just want to finish the story real quick. So this kid sure. tell me the story. But the way he said, like, I really believe, like, I don't know if, like, you know, I believe or the other, but he, I, I believe that he was telling me the truth. I'll just say that. It was That's... that convincing. Like, his experience was that. So it's either he is that great this random conductor that does he looks like a, you know like a gamer like a very reclusive like video game like you know right but, yeah no i completely 100 i could not have believed him and i i consider myself a good judge of character so crazy moving on okay oh yeah no i am um, but no, no I've, like I've honestly I, I really thought that he experienced something like he was telling me, you know what I mean? So oh, for sure. I can leave it at that. I mean, I've had, I've had that thought, like, how would I, cause you know, I've talked about it right. again, oddly, I talked about it on my conspiracy theory podcast, but I, um, I watch a lot of ancient aliens. I don't buy it all, but I watch it. Right. So it, right. it preps you to way. think I'm like, yeah. And it preps you to think to yourself, like, how am I, how would I react if I saw this? And in my mind's eye, which is again, perfect world, not reality. I think that I would just stand there in awe and watch it. In reality, I'd probably piss down my leg. And, and seriously, I mean, I, I think. Well, I kind of look at it like this. I, I look at it as one, you know, you know how you were like when you were talking about uh, the bad juju at Grandpa Paul's house here, you're like a, you're a show me type person. 
Yeah, I got a well, third piece of bed. Like that. Get back to it. Uh, yeah, I'm very much like that. I'm a show me type person when it comes to to like the you know UFOs and stuff like that. But then I realized, like, I think if I just saw it with, like, a big group of people, no, I wouldn't piss down my leg. I would be in awe. But if it was directed at, like, me and you coming back from Bruins game and, like, we hit a, you know, we hit a bar after the Bruins game at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning and it's, right. ah, then this is going to be more than pee down my leg. I'm going to fall out, poop myself or die of a heart attack. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> So third piece of bad juju from the sh- from uh, Grandpa Paul and, and Grandma Ruth's house. Um, and we oh, talked okay. about it on the last podcast with the shitty audio. So this is a story that I absolutely circled oh, if we have to come back to it. We, do you my remember we were talking about... Bro. What? <laughs> my cat just shit himself. It's terrible. He's wow. like an 18-pound cat, and he just farted in my face. Like, <laughs> and then fanned right. his long-haired tail. Like, woo! Okay. <laughs> so, dude, I swear you cannot derail me tonight, no matter how hard you try. So I'm going back to my third piece of bad juju. <laughs> oh, I will succeed. At Grandpa Paul and, and Grandma Ruth's house. Um, we talked about it on the first podcast, and... <laughs> It was the formal living room downstairs. They, it was a 1960s decor. It had like the high back, thin cushion couches. It had the long uh, turntable stereo system that was like a giant sofa table in length. And then under the oh, lamps, like part of the lamps or is like figurines near the lamps, there were these wood carved elves playing violins. And I swear to God, they they put the fear of God in me. I thought for real that when we went to bed, those sons of bitches were like dancing around in the kitchen. I I, I swear yeah. to God, they creeped and me out. The, I don't know what it was. And you're the type of bad brother that, of course, you tell me, you know, that four years younger. <laughs> I mean, you're just terrified of the fucking thing out of them. I thought those wood things were all up in my like under my covers. <laughs> <laughs> The shit was they were absolutely horrific. They weren't under the bed. They were in bed. Oh my god! So, but as funny as that as the as the juju is that was in that house, we had a lot of motherfuckers. The Bruins hats coming on. Listen, we had a lot of good times at that house. We um we used to play wiffle ball in the in the backyard on the hill. You remember we'd hit the pop flies off the little patio and try to catch them on yeah. the hill? Um, and that game that you didn't know what I was talking about, it was the same thing as playing wiffle ball off the hill when the batter would stand in the patio area, in the cement patio or whatever, yeah. and hit him down the hill. But uh, this was, uh, we had like a pink dog ball. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that one we found like you could, I don't know. We we developed some game out of it. We didn't know what that. You remember? Do you remember sledding on that hill in the winter? No, because I was always too afraid that if you uh, fail 
Even like you, even when you're learning, you got no time to learn because if you fail with the break, you are run over. Like, like, I was gonna say, do you remember the time? Do you remember the time that I went down? Chance you're dead. You I was gonna say, do you remember the time I went down? And at the bottom of this hill, that's what you, you have to paint the scene. At the bottom of this hill, people, and the hill was probably like seventy-five yards long. At the bottom of this hill was a row of hedges. And the hedges were probably about two foot wide, but they were so meticulously trimmed that in the winter, they didn't have a lot of leaves on them. It's not like they were evergreen hedges. They were like plant hedges. So they were just fucking needle sticks. And if that didn't stop you, you had a sidewalk, a main road, and then a sidewalk. And to Mike's point, if you didn't bail out of this sled at the very last minute, Best case scenario, you roll into the needle shrubs. Worst case scenario, you are roadkill because you slid right into on traffic. Um, Yeah, you're hitting the car going 30. The car's going 30. It's just just messy. You know what you are? You turn into a meat pro, dude. Oh, now do you remember the carnival? (laughs) Yeah, man. Of course I do. Tell the story yeah, of the carnival. Too, going through that carnival, walking through the snake pit. That fucking, the, dude, that was neck high ridge. March? With like, yeah. And you got an island hop, like Mark <laughs> Island Hop, or else you're in fucking waist high swamp. With like, yeah, dude, not cool, man. But we did it. We we took a friend of ours from the other neighborhood and we convinced him to come over and we met at the carnival. And we got Sergey Wasalu. It was, and we were not supposed to. Um, we weren't supposed to leave the yard, uh, let alone go about a mile and a half to this carnival. But we Is snuck that out. It was. Yeah, it was about a mile to Quincy High, and this was on the backside no by idea. Southern Arc. In the That's field. The beautiful part about being the young one out there. Anybody know? Because they can relate with me out there. Like, woohoo! Is it fun for you? Bottoms up because we can just blame it all on the older brother. It was all his idea. I thought it was oh. like you know, just down the road. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll never forget. So to know our grandfather is to know that he was a World War II and Korean War veteran. He flew airplanes, not fighter jets. He, he flew cargoes, but he flew them in war zones uh, for two wars. And so he was very loving to us as his grandkids, but he was very rule specific. Like you didn't cross him. As long as you did everything he asked, he was the nicest person on the planet. You break the rules. He didn't ask for, a, he didn't ask for anything or a lot at all. You know, right. so. just don't oh, break I was the rules. So before you go off, you know, let me just bring it back. You know what the weirdest part about Grandpa Paul's house is, like, you know, we're we're talking about these bad juju stories. Yeah. But I was always excited to go over there. Isn't that weird? Yeah. No, so I, I loved, loved going. I was like, I was always I like loved hanging out book. with Grandpa Paul. Absolutely. Sitting yeah, on the porch cool. and drinking. Bush beer. <laughs> he was badass. Bush beer or highballs. Right? He was an absolute you know, that's badass. It's funny, I get a job on the railroad, and that's the most common, you know, expression or phrase used on the railroad is highball back in the really? day. Really? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. It, it means I go, like, you got a clear signal. But they oh, didn't have okay. signals back in the day because they didn't have electrical systems on the railroad, let alone, like, people's houses. So. 
they had um you know like a candle with a green shade or a red shade on it or what you know they had a lantern yeah and the green was they just called it highball because it was a circular green lantern and they would just oh, hold okay. that up and in the yeah that that would you know tell you that there's no traffic ahead or whatnot so it was Is kind that of cool right that you find that out. I also Mike? had no idea what TC on a baseball hat mean. Like, what, what do you call yourself like double babies for? Yeah, the dumb. Uh, like, Twin Cities, you know, yeah. The Minnesota Twins, yeah. I'll tell okay, you, great hey, dropping yeah. podcast drops knowledge every single day. You learn something new. I had no idea that highball was a term used on the railroad for signaling before electricity. That's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah, sweet. So let's give back. I also explained, hey, no, nobody listening can get angry at this. I explained it from the get-go that Mike and I have a very, very, very bad habit of going way off track when we're telling stories. <laughs> that was one of them. It started at my grandfather's house, and it ended with a history level, uh, history lesson on lights on the railroad and what the TC on a, on a Minnesota Twins hat means. Uh, but anyway. Yeah go back to the carnival we snuck out we ended up going to the carnival with our friend and i i have my own memory of getting caught my grandfather caught us he he sniffed out the plan no one knows exactly how he got the intel or how he was able to locate us but i specifically was on the ferris wheel and literally cresting the top of the ferris wheel i'm looking out over the city i'm like this is so cool and then i looked down to see how high i am and my grandfather had a very distinct look he had hair as white as driven snow and the blackest bushiest eyebrows you've ever seen in your life and i looked down and he was looking up and we made eye contact and at that point, I was really, really, really praying for a carnival tragedy where the wheel just got disengaged and rolled away. <laughs> I don't want anybody hurt. I just want me to get the hell out of Dodge as quick as possible. I remember thinking um, something similar, yeah. But I ended up coming down, and he was none too happy. But you got busted on a different ride, didn't you? I was on the Total World, yeah. But same look. <laughs> same so look. you had to Instead get hope and. 172 times. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I uh, you wanted a like a carnival tragedy. I just never wanted that ride to end. Other, you could fucking spin me into a out of puke. Just keep spinning, motherfucker. Don't you shut down this ride. Don't you slow down. I hear those tires breaking. Stop it. You know, he, he was the best. That was yeah. He was that cool. He was. And then we got older. Amen. We moved. Amen, everybody. Yeah. Drake was, was a town filled with plenty of stories. <laughs> plenty. Oh, boy. Um, so we were there. We both moved there. You know, we, obviously, Mike and I were four years different. So I was a freshman. Mike was in fifth grade. And we moved to a new town. And, you know, by sophomore year, you have to understand, I'm in my mid-40s now, so my sophomore year was like right around 1990. Um, we, back in high school then, drugs were not prevalent. Drinking was prevalent. Um, so we would have these keg party weekends. And I remember specifically, I think it was the summer 
of junior year going into senior year, Mike, the way our house was, we had this pizza pie shaped deck that came to a point at the apex of the backyard and then fanned out over the garage and was massive. You could put oh, six. Dude, that thing was awesome. Um, and I remember that my mom and my stepdad were going to New York for the weekend and you were with dad. Um, and I decided I was going to have a keg party. And because I thought I was super smart, this shows you that your brother, Mike, not always that smart. I thought that the best way to not get caught was to go out and invite every one of our neighbors to this party, figuring that if they came to my party, I had something on them too. Like you came to a party full of high school kids. Um, but you were, hey, you can't tell my parents you were invited. Um, we went through the house the day of. We put plastic on all of my mother's like high-end furniture, plastic on the white rugs. Dude, we connected on this place like no one's business. We chained off the upstairs so that nobody could go upstairs. You could only be on the first level where the kitchen, the living room, and the deck was. Um, so we have this huge party, right? They come back on Sunday, Tuesday. I come home from school and I'm hanging out with my friend, Chris, who is the other mastermind behind putting together this party. And my mother says, why don't you guys sit down? So we sit down and she looks at me and she goes, I just have one question and I need you boys to be completely honest with me. And to know my mother is to know she can, her words sometimes can have the weight of a thousand people on them. They're just heavy. She can, she can lay it on. So she, so we're looking at her and she goes, I need you to be, completely honest and we're like yeah sure what what do you want to know she goes i just need to know which one of you is having their period and we looked at each other and we were like what and she goes yeah i need to know which one of you is having your period and we're like neither of us and i swear to god my mother looks at chris and she goes chris i think it's time you go home (laughs) I'm like uh oh I'm dead so Chris leaves my house and my mother says to me she goes what happened and I said well we had a couple of people and I was not supposed to have anybody but Chris in the house I said we had a couple of people over and she's like I won't tell your stepdad you know we'll keep this between us but you know there was a a used lady napkin in my bathroom and I'm like how did that happen like we didn't let anybody upstairs like I almost had a bouncer at the steps even though I didn't have a real bouncer there no I do girls are like thing. water Joe Joe girls are like water they take on like different forms and they go under cracks and stuff there you know oh. dude so long story they short they have their own rules Joe yeah long story short I'm good for like three or four days right now we hit the tail end of the week it's Thursday Friday the na- oh, no, sorry, it's Saturday. The neighbors all talked. They talked to mom and my stepdad. And then, they, then mom comes to me and she goes, so how many people exactly did you have over? I said, just a couple. And she's like, hmm. And to know my mom, when she makes that noise, that hmm, you're fucked. <laughs> I mean, clearly and cleanly, you are screwed. So she goes, I heard from a number of people that you had about 40 people at the house. <laughs> and I'm thinking in my head, that's about right. <laughs> but I was like, no, no, I didn't. So I ended up getting grounded. No cops, nothing? No cops nothing. got called, nothing? 
Nope. Yeah. I kept so the winning. neighbors didn't come up for you. You just you had to know you're not going to get away with that, Joe. Listen, when it started getting loud, I brought people off the deck. <laughs> I brought yeah. them into the house. So that way it wouldn't disturb the neighbors. And it didn't. We were all just... <laughs> Oh, no, you're inside. <laughs> oh, but, dude, it was bad. I mean, I had, I had two really bad get busted by mom or our stepdad incidents. That's one. The second one, and then I want to hear yours. My second one was they had a um, 1989 Chrysler LeBaron. All right? It was a nice car, candy apple red. They loved that thing. And I turned 16 (laughs) in 1990. So the car was a year old. And because I'm the oldest son, sure, here's the key. Go have fun. So I go out. I pick up like, I don't know, five, six people. We're all inside the LeBaron. And we go to this girl's house. We watch a movie. And we're leaving. It's raining out. And I just put it in reverse and back up. But because I had so many people in the car, I didn't turn around to try to look behind me. And I didn't realize I wasn't backing up straight. I was going at an angle. And I dead center in the trunk hit their mailbox. And I heard it go. So then I pulled forward and we looked. And I had scratched and dented the trunk badly, right? Oh, big dent, right? Right. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, like, you got to, yeah. Fuck me, dent. (laughs) (laughs) This is sadly looking back, sociopathic behavior, but um, I was committed to my craft. I didn't want to get in trouble. So I decided I can cock story And my story. I think the reason I didn't get into a lot of trouble, Mike, as a kid was because I was such a good storyteller, even though they knew I was probably feeding them a line of bullshit. They enjoyed the stories. So I decided to create a story. And the story was that my friends and I, didn't go to a girl's house to watch a movie. We went to McDonald's to have food. And while we were there, we saw members of a, a rival football team. And they went to their cars, and we were all talking smack. And they got out, and they had chains and bats. And we got in the car, and as we were driving away, one <laughs> of the guys had a trunk with a bat. And that must have made the dent. Now, that's the story. But to sell it, what did I do? Well... I pulled over before I got while I was concocting the story and decided that I should make it look like I was tough during this fake fight that happened that dented the car. So I pull over and I start rubbing my face across a brick, uh, not a brick, a, uh, a stone wall. And I'm just dragging my face off. Then I start punching myself in the face. So I end up with like red marks and scrapes. And so I tell the story that's authentic. It makes it look like that really happened. Um, Two days later, our stepdad says to me, um, hey, come over here. And he's from, it, just to explain to people, he's from the Long Island, New York. So he has a strong Long Island accent. And when he's questioning something where he already knows the answer, he has a tell. And his tell is he taps with his index finger his top lip. He goes, hey, he's tapping it. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> and I'm like, sure, what's the question? And he's looking at me like, Columbo, like the, the, the Inspector Gadget. He goes, I just need to know which one of the guys that hit the back of my car had a square bat. <laughs> I said, what? He goes, look at these scratches, Joe. They're perfect. 
perfect line. It makes a rectangle and a square impression inside my trunk. Which one had the square bat? <laughs> I'm like, um, Sorry, I hit a mailbox. the story. <laughs> What's that? It's like, come on, man, just believe the story. Right, and he didn't. So, needless no. to say, <laughs> my two big ones. Did you ever get popped at Mom's house? Big ones? Uh, she cut my cheek open. Ma cut your cheek open? Yeah, yeah. Um, we were in a screaming match, and I, I was like, get away from me, you see you next Tuesday. Oh. And she's just like, oh, oh. I had to leave the room. <laughs> she left the bedroom. Scratch you. And then, like, then she went downstairs. Wait, she called me, like, 20 minutes away to, like, all calm. Like, Mike, dinner time. I come down the stairs, but at that time she had turned her ring, you know, so the the stone is facing in her palm. Yeah. And as soon as I get down to the bottom of the stairs, like, oh wow, she took that pretty well. Wow. She fucking cheek shot at me in the freaking cheek. There we go. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's abuse. Uh, that's not a yeah, yeah, yeah. Clancy potato chip. <laughs> All right. Hey, take this take this to a lighter note. Tell anybody listening the story of the party. What With the party? shoes and the so, so many. You, you oh, don't have to what doing. But talk about the fleeing. So Mike was at a party, a high school party where everybody there is underage. They're drinking. They're not even at somebody's house or somebody's grandma. So Everybody scatters, but because this was somebody else's condo, everybody had to leave their shoes and jackets at the front door, right? So they all grab their shit as much as they can, scramble. Mike, Mike explains that his shoes and jackets going everywhere, and they start flying out. Well, my brother jumped off the deck, and take it from there, Mike. So, uh, no, I'm going to go back a little bit farther because, you know, someone said, God, as soon as someone says cops, I'm like, oh, I got to get my shoes and my jacket. <laughs> so I put my my ass is like on the door. And I'm sitting there like trying to fish through with everybody else, trying to go through this mountain of shoes. I'm like, I got one. At that time, that's when you hear the three knocks, like drink it, police. And then I'm like, oh, well, fuck the shoes, you know. And then the jacket was in the kitchen. And I was like, well, I saw someone like in front of me go without a jacket. I'm like, well, I got a T-shirt on. No big, no big deal. But the thing that was most important to me at the time is I had my wallet in my back pocket and my jeans. So I didn't really care about not having shoes or not having my jacket because I had my wallet in my back pocket. Yeah. I'm tripping my ass off on LSE, by the way. I don't know if anybody, if you were, if you mentioned that to me. In the interlude, I, did, I, uh, I gave them a much more PG thirteen version, but thanks. <laughs> I was tripping balls, and <laughs> oh, I was man, I was crazy out there. And uh, so here's the cool part: one, I had the wall in my back pocket, and I'm like, boom, you know, I'm all set. I got my got my ID. I'm all set. Got my wallet in my back pocket. 
And better yet, I told my mother I was going to a party. Right. So I was all set. So where, you know, I jump off this deck, I go the wrong way in a swamp. Because as soon as you jump off the deck of these townhouses, there was a swamp there and everybody, you know, so I get up to my waist and, but it's funny because I was tripping and I'm laughing because I'm like the one getting the most like wet and, you know, dread, but I was in the best mood out of anybody because I'm like, I don't really care. Like it was a cheap coat and I, okay, it shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to get home. I'm going to like play video games. I'm going to be like so happy and high for like nine hours. This is, you know, you don't think of like, Hey, this took uh 250 to manufacture in Bangladesh. Maybe I should research it, but you know, think about that in high school. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm getting a cheap eye, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just having so much fun doing like, the little lighter trails and all that. And I walk about two miles, you know, whatever, a little bit past, the, I would say like 4,000 feet past the hydrogen. And so it was like two and a half miles I walked home. Holy and I, was like, I had just walking home my socks, jeans, and a T-shirt. <laughs> And soaking wet, right? Oh, yeah. Well, the jeans are all muddy. You know, at this point, they're not dry. They're definitely more, way more than damp. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm like whistling Dixie because I'm like, yeah, I got my wallet. Yeah. (laughs) I come strolling down the town. I was, you know, that big freaking hill that has that, like, little overhang. And I see two cruisers in the driveway. And I'm like, fuck, dude, I am tripping sack. And there's two cops. I was going to get in there, tell mom. Did I you debate too not much. going in? Did you debate not going uh, in? Like, just be like, no, ah, no, because no, now I come to think about it, I mean, I I didn't, I wasn't given like estimate distance. Like, Drake at Hyde Mom's house to the condo used to be like 2.2 miles, right? Yeah. So yeah. we're talking just shy of two and a half miles, man. That was a that's a troop. Oh yeah. You know, so I just wanted to get in. So I go and in. Did you I'm walk like, roads or did you walk back roads? I walked like you. I think yeah. Oh they like, yeah, dude, people would think my freaking white socks are sneakers. I didn't like you didn't, oh. didn't you know. So I tried <laughs> to like, the fact stay off like a little bit. Witness. <laughs> yeah. You kind of were in and out on that one, but um, so yeah, it was. So I go in, and I'm like, you know, what the hell are these guys doing at my house for? They're like, hey, do you know anything about this? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, well, what, what? I was like, a party. They're like, well, whose whose party was it? And I'm like, I, I I don't. It wasn't mine. They're like, well, we already know who it is. I'm like, good. And then you don't need me to tell you. You know. <laughs> I kind of like I was kind of being a dick because I told I was like that's the reason why I went in I was like waiting for mom to like get my back like he told me he was going to a party you know right right and the cops yeah, like well, you, you know yeah and I, but of course I'd tell the cops you know because yeah kids always bust their parents trust they don't even mean to I'm just like oh yeah I told her I was going to a party what is she acting dumb for <laughs> <laughs> you know like, so, and uh, she's like, I didn't know that this would be it. And there was like, there was definitely two ounces of weed. There was, there was, they didn't find any LSD, which was good. 
you know, what they did find is before I went to the party, an hour before we went to the party and right after I took the hit of acid or whatever, because I just turned 18, I bought cigarettes. So I took my ID out of my wallet and put it in my coat pocket. (laughs) So I was whistling whistling Dixie and I'm like, I got my ID. Like I am all set. I told my parents I'm going to a party. So when I get home and I'm like a little bit and I'm acting like a retard because my eyes are bugged, you know, bugged out because I'm on LSD rat poisoning. You know, if I can <laughs> come home on strike nine. Ah! <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah, crazy. So I get. See, my. I was the... What's up? I was just going to say, my parties back then were not that insane. They were. They were just like drinking. Like, we didn't. I didn't even just. We didn't. Nobody really had drugs in our group. So they weren't really a, a thing, but dude, I think I was in like the, the amateur. Well, that was later. That was after the military, not before. Well, I was also more kind of like a bad child than others. <laughs> Better. <laughs> Let me go Trump on that. I was a better child than others. <laughs> right? I remember, dude, there was one time that – um we used to go over to Goob's house. So we had, like, I don't, I don't use people's names. I just use their nicknames on the podcast so that way I don't get anybody in trouble. But we had this one friend named Goob, another friend named Chicken. We had a friend named Uncle Beans. Uh, Wait, so, who in trouble? How about myself? <laughs> How many listeners yes. we got out here? But you're freely talking. Listen, you're freely telling your <laughs> stories. They're not asking me to tell their stories. So I'm just using their nicknames. So I, we used to go over to Goob's house a lot and drink beer and play cards. And one time it was me, Chicken, and Goob. And to know Goob is to know the man had a problem. Uh, he never had a problem holding his liquor. He had a problem pissing his pants every time he drank. And the way his room was set up, he had like his bed in the corner and then the window. And so we, well, we ended up. No, wait, time out, time out, time out. You just the word Goob's got a problem pissing himself, right? Yes. <laughs> Holding your liquor and pissing yourself is not synonymous with one another. <laughs> you know? When I say it's, holding your liquor, not, it's that's like not holding your liquor, people. People, that's not well, holding no. your liquor. <laughs> when I think of that phrase, holding your liquor, I always think of pooping. I don't think of peeing, but Goob is here. Dude, if you wake up in your own pee every time you drink, you may have a problem. You had a problem. Holding your liquor. But you had an issue. So let me tell this. So we all were drinking and we decided, hey, we go to bed. So we go upstairs. Goop gets in his bed. Chicken's under the window. I'm at the foot of the bed. Middle of the night, Goop gets up, got to pee. He's feeling drunk. He's dizzy. He lifts up the window. Pees out the window, gets into bed and goes to bed. And that's what Goob thought happened. What really happened was Goob got up. Goob grabbed the window because he was falling over. He didn't lift it up. He pissed like the window was open. It trickled down and hit chicken on the forehead. Oh, man. Chicken got peed on by Goob. Chicken got real bad. Another time... Goob went to a party, and 
he left at like 10 and we were all like, oh, all right. Because he and I used to work Sunday mornings at this banquet place. And we had to be there for nine. Uh, sorry, we had to be there for 7 a.m. on Sundays. So I get there. I went to the same party Goob did. I left probably midnight. Um, I'm there, 7 o'clock in the morning, ready to go. Goob rolls in. He had this like old rust-colored Oldsmobile. Oh, he gets, man. dude, he's soaking wet from belly button to <laughs> worked with his cousin and his cousin was like this big health nut and he just looked at me and goes oh (laughs) what did you do and Goob reaches into his pocket he pulls out a pack of big red wraps a piece he He goes I'm ready to go does anybody else want gum (laughs) we're all like no Goob you need all the gum yeah, Goop was a peer. That's that's my funny story. It's not nearly as exciting. Wait, time out. Where the fuck were you guys meeting again? You said the bank? You had a bank job? No, banquet. We worked at a banquet hall. Oh, banquet. Dr- okay, okay. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Be there at, no, instead of be there at 7 in the morning to set the banquet tables yeah. Yeah, and yeah, put the yeah, yeah. And uh, it paid wicked good. It, it an hour in 92, which was nice. Yeah. But he actually worked, soaked in his own pee. No, Dimitri. Oh, well, his cousin Demi wouldn't let him. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't let him come in. So he made Goob sleep it off in the back seat of his car. <laughs> and we. It was bad. Goob was fun. Chicken was a riot. We used to call Chicken's house the chicken coop. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, I've been in a coop. <laughs> You've been to the coop? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've kept you at the coop. coop. Oh, dude, we had we had some good times when I was in high school. Like, it was it was the end of the semi-innocent high school years. Like, the summer between junior and senior year, we rented a condo in Hampton Beach. Oh, 12. man. Dude, dude, it was get rescued by the Coast Guard, dude. It was just, you almost had to get rescued by the Coast Guard? The night that me, you, and that girl, Kelly, that you were dating. Yeah. Yeah, we all put some veggies in our McDonald's hamburgers. Yes. And I took off, disappeared, and you found me. Oh, that's right. Did you go- yeah, I stole a floaty. Went off, went off on a little mission. Oh my God! I don't even remember that part. Oh yeah, I will. Did you? I did, almost got did I know that you went out? What's that? Was I there? Like, did you leave the house? Like, I had no idea you were doing that, or was I there watching you? No, you. Yeah. So we we're all hanging out, and then you wanted to you wanted to get laid while you were tripping. <laughs> so uh, I was sitting there in so the living room, the like, and I. What? You went on the mission? Yeah, so I went on. So I was in the living room, you know, and I had the Indigo watch. I like kept me occupied for like an hour or something, you know, like a cat. And I'm like, I gotta go. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I saw one of those. It was just like a lawn chair, but it had styrofoam arm handles, and it would yeah. float in the pool. 
So you could just like sit there and it was like low tide. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. You know, just stay nice and safe. And well, it was like the tide was coming. It was almost in. It was like, you know, it wasn't like a threatening ocean or anything, you know. Yeah. And I was just out there floating away. I had like a beer in each pocket of my jeans. I had like five, you know, I got one on me and four in my pocket. So I was ready to go. Yeah. And then I just, I remember hearing and seeing like a little speck of light and it was you with a flashlight and I hear my. Like I was a good like twenty five hundred feet out, like a good two thousand feet out. No, a quarter of a mile. Yeah. <laughs> That's nuts. The, the I don't on, remember. It, I would. I could barely see your flashlight, and he. I could. I couldn't even really hear you. Then, like, the situation got real, and there becomes a moment that I'm like, okay, you need to not panic. And, <laughs> you know you know what I mean? This is, this is fucking serious. And, dude, you're out there. You're on fucking mushrooms. So I'm paddling, and I'm, I'm doing everything perfect. Like, I'm coming, but I think that you're going to get impatient and give up because you can't see me out there, you know. I was hoping maybe you could hear me, but, you know, you you couldn't see me or hear me. I'm just out there in a freaking floaty. That's so nuts. I'm, yeah, and I'm making good progress, and I'm getting to you, and I made the mistake of when I got what I thought was close, like a good 800 feet away. That's yeah. when I decided, oh, I don't need this lawn chair thing anymore. I'm going to, like, swim <sighs> to swim to my safety. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to come in the shore. And yeah. the tide was coming in, and I came on a rock bed that was covered in seaweed, but it was also covered in barnacles. Oh. And I'm Why don't I remember along that? And everything's, I'm swimming along, and everything's fine. And then I went down, and my, my calf got all sliced up, my right calf. And then I started oh. kicking. And my left arm got cut out, and I, it's like you realize in ten seconds after like three slashes, like <gasps> yeah. don't move, don't move. And I, good thing it was just that calm seas, and I like literally did like the, the skimmiest like little frog move I could do, and yeah. came on shore. And I just, you know, I, I probably knew by looking at you, like you're not gonna like grasp what just happened to me. <laughs> you know, so That's we incredible. And we woke up and we went to that McDonald's and we had, you know, greasy hamburgers were all hung over and yeah. That's when that girl got like mayonnaise on her french fries. I know a lot of you guys out there do it. I think personally it's disgusting, but you know hey. Teach their own <laughs> to you know. their own. But if you but if you're a nice-looking single girl out there and you put mustard on your fries, you're done. No. Nope. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I'll tell you. I'm not, breaking, I'm not breaking down my wall for no mayonnaise either. <laughs> you know what I got to throw in here? <laughs> no. I want to thank everybody for listening tonight. To the Mike and Joe podcast. Um, 
it was a blast having my brother on there with me and doing it. I hope that he'll come back on again and allow us to, to keep telling these stories because, you know, it is who, who we are. And when you think about, you know, how we grew up and turned into the people that we are now, he's a phenomenal dad, a phenomenal brother, son. He's just a good dude. So when we get an opportunity to share these stories back and forth, and we have these conversations every day on my ride home and I cherish them. I love them. Uh, so I want to thank Mike C for jumping on the podcast tonight with me. I hope everybody enjoyed it. You were listening to Brain Droppings podcast, uh, season one, episode ten, the window in, and I think you got a good window in tonight. So thanks for listening. Make sure to download us iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, Pandora, Google Play. Uh, check us all out on any of those mediums, uh, or just tell your Alexa, Alexa, play Brain Droppings podcast on TuneIn. Thanks so much. I'm Joe Show. To the next episode. Peace. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.